everyone, and welcome to The Safe Room, a horror actual play. It's not an actual play podcast. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> a game club podcast. I'm your uh, host, Grace, and with me is my co-host, Rose. <laughs> I'm pulling up the. I'm pulling up roll twenty. <laughs> God fucking damn it! <laughs> uh, mind jacking into uh, the world of tabletop RPGs. Um, I'm gonna play a cop who has an alcohol problem. How about that? Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, we played the Evil Within. Um. We decided we want to take a little break from Fatal Frame and kind of come back to it with fresh eyes. Um, so we'll cover three at some point, but and four, and you know, the rest of them. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have any opening thoughts about the Evil Within? Ah, uh, man. It's a really good two thirds of a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and then, and then it, and then it isn't. It kind of and feels then, like yeah. they discovered they like played Call of Duty Modern Warfare three and then made the final third of it. Is my feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like mostly good, and then the last third just like just. Well, part of it is it is like a fifteen hour game you know which is pretty Uh long for for one of these it's like a you know so for the for the audience it's an action horror game it's from um creator of resident evil 4 jinji mikami a resident evil series creator um so that's the second because he also directed um dino crisis right so this is number Mm -hmm. two of his games that we played on the show um and uh yeah, and so it's kind of it's kind of you know it's like over the shoulder, third person. The difference between like in Resident Resident Evil Four and this is that um, this has like a strong stealth component. There's kind of even a like immersive simmy quality to some of the stuff. There's a lot of like traps and kind of like things to get around, things to navigate. Um, and then it's also like in 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 this fucked up guy's mind palace (laughs) and so there's all these like sudden location changes and like trippy shit like that um and that's sort of like Mm. how it's kind of seeking to define itself against like other games in the space i'd say yeah um uh yeah and then and then and then uh yeah, you and it's it does a good job of kind of merging um sort of the Resident Evil 4 style combat with like Silent Hill aesthetics. Mhm. Mhm. Um in a way that was is very compelling for me as somebody who like likes to go in a room and have some fucked up shit happen or end up in a different room. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's good. It's simply good. I do it's think this good. is like this is like um this is like the Halloween Horror Nights version of Silent Hill. Right? Like uh-huh. it's 
and I mean that like compliment in a complimentary way. Like it's super campy. It's ultra like exaggerated and silly. And that doesn't mean like there's some gruesome stuff in this game that did land for me. Um, like it's not like it's without horror, but it's mostly like fun, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, the structure of the game is kind of like haunted house roller coaster like. And I think that that, um, really befits it. I think that's part of where the game's length kind of works against it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. just because it's so, it's so frenetically paced that it kind of can't help but lose energy by the end. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, um, I think part of it for me is like the first few chapters are just like really tight interesting combat ideas or um like stealth ideas just made into a level there are yes. oftentimes in the early game will you where you will do a challenge be it like combat or stealth and then the chapter just ends as if to mark like this is what the design of this specific level is going to be um and then as you move forward throughout the game um it, it kind of loses that sort of conciseness and, and focus. And, and then it just, it turns into kind of just kind of a slog where, um, a lot of the challenges become like trial and error. Yeah. Um, you know, one hit kill situations where if you just fail one part of the thing you're supposed to do, you have to do the whole thing over in a way that feels very, uh, unfair and and very frustrating so yeah yeah no i think that's right i mean i do think that um like there's just a lot of boss encounters in this game that are like this person will kill you in one hit yeah. or very quickly right and i think um because there's like five guys <laughs> who do that right it's like some of those guys really cool some of those guys mm -hmm. freaking suck, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, like it's I think that's it. There's sort of a feeling of like. Um, I mean, my feeling is if I was uh, Murakami here, it's like I already made the perfect video game. What many people think I've never played Resident Evil before, but what many people think is like the ideal action game. Right. Uh, so I'm just going to mm -hmm. fucking throw shit at the wall and generally speaking it's like still really well crafted right and so i think that's yeah. part of what makes the last third of it so jarring is that feeling of like even when there were like times in the first like half or first couple thirds where i got a little bit frustrated or a little bit like exhausted but like it's just good it's just really good and so it's very easy to mm -hmm. kind of like traipse past or get past that stuff right mm -hmm. i think it also helps we talked about this a little bit with fatal frame 2 um, but this game narratively plays its cards really close to its chest for a long time. And it's oh not my God. it's not yeah. like, yeah, it's not like it ever gets anywhere like really interesting. Right. But it does benefit no. from being like very secretive about what the fuck is happening for a long time. Right. Um, and so they're like the game just has a like a WTF factor that I think is like very consistently compelling and really strong. Right. Um Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of which, should we talk about what this game is about? I feel like I don't quite know how to tackle it. 
Uh, uh yeah. Because even even by the end of it, like there's not really really a clear sense of what what is real, what is not, or like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I think the DLC gets into that more. Right, which I did but, not play, and you did um, spe- partially I because played, I played some of the DLC. Oh, okay. I played one DLC. Okay. Um, I was going to say partially because you DM me and were like, I need your live on a reaction to what this is about. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I know you yeah. play as Joseph, I think. Right. He's like the secondary pro tag, maybe in the base game. No, he plays Kidman. Oh, he plays Kidman. OK, cool. Yeah. Um, Tertiary pro tag, yeah. I guess. The, <laughs> the secret villain yeah, question so mark. Like, um, yeah. So you're Sebastian. You're a detective with an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a dead kid and a missing wife. Don't forget. Very important. You're yeah, very important. Uh, God of War. Kamada <laughs> 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 Gore twenty eighteen happens. Um, and so you're with this. You're with your team, Joseph, which is kind of like, uh. I don't know, guy with glasses detective. and Yeah, Kidman. he's kind of like, I mean, he's like younger and more idealistic than Sebastian, I guess, is part of the vibe. He's also sure. um, gayer, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, Maybe. he's just a little, he's a little, just a teensy bit fruity, just a little bit fruity. Um, uh, And then Kidman is like the woman and then... Uh, you kind of learn more about her over time. She's got some ulterior motives going on. Yeah, she's basically um, that that lady in Dead Space. If you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I don't remember her name, but, you know, the one who's working for the government yeah. in Dead Space. Yeah. Um, you get Your team gets called to, like, a mental hospital where, like, a mass, mass killing happened. Um... And there's this guy, Ruvik, who can fucking teleport. Uh, and he more or less takes everybody into his mind palace. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. As um, as your team kind of uh, tracks down this, this kid, Leslie, who is important for some reason. And, and, and his well, doctor. He, uh, he has autism and so he's magic. That too. <laughs> so I. That too. Yeah, I don't really know what else is going on. Like, it seems like maybe there's more to that. Maybe this shows up in Evil well, Within Two. I don't know, but he. Well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, he. He is. He's linked to Rufik somehow. Yeah. And is like is the only person Rubik can fuse with the to, to be a, a ultimate brain i don't fucking know (laughs) Um, yeah i think he's trying to get him so we can turn to the ultimate life form or something like that right like it's something like that yeah um and then and then then you're also with like his doctor uh dr jimenez mm -hmm. um who is also chasing after leslie and doing like these experiments because they're because they're trying to do like brain stuff um uh, they have a program called STEM. STEM all capitalized. It's so, it's so funny that it's called STEM. Could I just? <laughs> it's so. I'm funny. going into STEM. 
<laughs> I'm exploring. Oh, the we need palace. more women in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one woman in STEM in this game, right? It's just kidding. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, something to think about. Um, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> as you're as you're exploring Rubik's mind palace, he you get more information about like who he was. He's like, also, okay. The thing is about this game is it like takes place in the U.S. in that. There's all there's like a noir <laughs> protagonist, right? And it's like in like New York City, basically. But then if you drive like a mile outside of New York City, you're just in the like Eastern European countryside. Sure. <laughs> and and um, but yeah, so like Ruvik, also this guy's name, right? Anyway, this is I. It's very confusing. Ruvik, but he's also but his his name isn't he also just Ruben. His name's Ruben, and yeah. then he becomes Rubik. Rubik? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm turning into yeah. Rubik. I'm becoming Rubik. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was, like, born into this, like, aristocratic family um, and was really close with his sister. Um, And the, like, okay, yeah, this is the peasants, question mark, um, show up Well. Ruben and his sister are playing in a barn and set the right. barn on fire, even though they hear yeah. that there are children inside of the barn. Yeah. Right. As like vengeance against this family. Um, yeah. So his sister dies saving him and he is like, you know, disfigured. Um, and he basically becomes and then his dad for no apparent reason, like no reason that I understand, like shuts him in the basement and tells his wife that he is dead. Um, and so he just becomes a fucked up little gremlin boy who is uh, who loves traps. All right, because <laughs> sorry, the Wikipedia says it's because his he's disfigured. Which is... oh right, yeah, uh. sure. I it does. I I there's some like. This is also the other thing is it does feel like a lot of important story context is in like the audio logs and shit that you find around. Right. Um, yeah. Like you wouldn't necessarily know that Sebastian has like um, a dead kid if you didn't like read the stuff that well, shows you, up. Or do you get yes, some mention but you of also, that? You also you also you but you need to at least uh, interface with that to access the safe room. Right. Or at least it like, yeah, it's usually like there as you save. I think I only missed one of his journal entries, so I got pretty much the whole thing from him. Um, no, the the glass won't shatter until you pick up. Oh, uh, really? The, OK. Well, whatever. I mean, I you could easily not read it, but yes. uh, the game really wants you to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also very because they're not they're not especially well written, um, which is charming. IMO. He's just being like, man, whiskey tastes good. Man, and I'm so sad. She, she caught me looking at her butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the second it's like right. the second journal on yeah, the like, his, okay, his missing wife is his used to be his partner in um in the force, right? Yeah. Um uh yeah, so so then he kind of becomes interested in, like, building a fantasy brain world where he can, like, live with his sister again. And is also just, like, 
interested in like people and so he's like um like killing people and like dissecting their brains and doing all sorts of like fucked up shit he kills his parents and you know yada 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 and that's when like Yemenes shows up and Yemenes gives him like this um legitimate arm in order to like you know test out some of his theories and do this kind of stuff um and then uh Yemenes betrays him and like locks his brain into the machine um because without his brain the machine won't work was like the fail safe he did um anyway yeah it's like a little you know it's a little confusing (laughs) so if we're if you're if you're like what what i don't understand like we are also like this um also it's not really important no you know yeah i i found it weird i mean this this was what i was gonna say when we were before we recorded and i was like i'm about to burn pot i found it weird that like on the wikipedia page it specifically calls out like people were disappointed with the narrative of evil within and it's like what why this does exactly (laughs) what it wants to do like it's not like, I don't know. I don't think I'm being like, I don't think I'm lowering my standards by being like, it really doesn't matter. Like, it is an apparatus. It is pure function. And it totally works. Like, it's totally engaging as a device that just, like, pulls you from level to level, from set piece to set piece, and, like, creates cool things to look at and fun stuff to shoot. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I was going to say, like, if if... Silent Hill is the kind of movie like that would be on the Criterion Collection in October, right? The Evil mm-hmm. Within is the kind of movie that gets an Arrow DVD release, right? Yeah. Like, in, and not necessarily, not just to say that like those types of movies are like inferior to Criterion movies, but like this is super trashy horror. And yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's weird that like people couldn't vibe with that. You know, yeah, and it's weird because this game also has like a billion different uh, sort of camera filters that make it look like a grindhouse, like gory horror, like movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that works pretty well. Um, yeah, considering how ridiculous the <clears throat> the both the like kills and also whenever you get killed, your body just like explodes oh, every yeah. time. It's like so. Um, yeah. I mean, some of them are like I there's like a couple of the, like there's that one because there's like most of the enemies you fight are like zombies. Right. Basically. Mm-hmm. And there's one of them that just has like a knife. And if you're low enough, hell, she'll like come up to you and then like stab you in the neck or kind of slice you in the neck. And that got mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. And some stuff with the safe he- uh, pyramid head. I, I mean, safe head. Excuse me. Um, guy. <laughs> Uh, got me too, where he yeah. has like this big old hammer that he impales you with and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And that's like part of like part of the appeal is like weird gore stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my favorite death for me was when there's that room with that big fan that like slices your head off. Yes. Um, and Sebastian was like mid line. <laughs> it was just like, just like, oh, this is crazy. 
<laughs> by the end of the sentence yeah no yeah. he wasn't even done with the sentence and the line was finishing as his head's just rolling off oh the floor. my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's i do i do like i think there's also like sebastian's obviously like super thin character but like him just like walking to room been like what the shit <laughs> or whatever it's like good every time you know um like i think yeah there's something that is gained by him being like a cartoon person you know um uh yeah yeah, i'm trying to think i think i do i just want to talk about like how good i think the gunplay and like enemy design is in this um Mm. Because, like, I just think the, like, oh, yeah, this is a touch that I think maybe kind of helps explain. So it's, you know, it's like survival horror in that, you know, you have limited ammunition, right? And so aiming is really careful. Headshots are prioritized, right? Um, There's also, like, an upgrade system, which lets you, like, for example, like, I turned up the critical hit chance on my pistol to 50% over, like, half the Mm -hmm. game. And so then it's, like, every, if I got a headshot, it was, like, a 50-50 chance that the enemy would just die. If it's, you know, not a boss or a mini boss. Right. Um, Mm. But there are some enemies that wear masks so you can't headshot them from when they're charging at you. Right. When you're in front of them. But you can shoot their legs. And then if you have matches, you can just set them on fire when they're on the ground. Yeah. Right. And like that kind of thing where there's this like rhythmic thing about resources that it's like, okay, I can conserve ammo by getting headshots. And this sort of and the thing is, there's not like a little tutorial pop up that's like. There's a little tutorial thing that says, like, hey, you can shoot enemies in different body parts and they'll have different reactions. But there's not one that says, like, hey, shoot the guys with masks in the legs. And so, like, when I figured that out, like, later in the thing, it was like, holy shit. Now, like, the whole game is open for me. Right? Yeah. Um, Like, that playing with, like, body form. You know, it's not like... um, it's not like Dead Space where it's like, oh, you can slice all these different things off or and then you can use the limbs as weapons or whatever. But it's like this super elegant and lean like thing that forces you to like try and be considerate and make like thoughtful decisions while you are in like high pressure situations. And so, yeah, it's just like when that is firing, it is like so engaging, so fun, so interesting. Um, yeah, there's a really good mission uh in the early game that's very like resident evil 4 um like the village uh Mm -hmm. mission Mm -hmm. where it's it's like the one there's one guy who has like a chainsaw and you also have to take care of like all the enemies around him as well um and i had to do that multiple times but it was it was really i thought it was really engaging because i was just trying to find ways to manage my resources in different ways yeah totally um and sometimes it would just be like, I will like shoot some harpoons and like stun this guy. And then I will like this hay bale and then some some of the villagers will catch on fire. Yeah. And then I'll have an opening to dump some ammo and stuff like that was like really, really cool and uh, really engaging, I thought. Um, yeah. You know. No, I agree. I think the sense I think early on, especially like the game has a little bit wider of a possibility space right like like the village Mm. in particular it's like you know it's like three houses and you can go through them in kind of any order you want right Mm -hmm. um and so that like 
like I died a lot in that section too, but like eventually you get this knowledge of how everything links together and you can sort of like structure, move your way through it. I think that, I mean, yeah, that's like, right. That's such a regular video game thing, but it's done so expertly here. Right. Um, the sensation of mastery that you get from continual play is just really palpable, really strong. Um, I think it also helps that the upgrade system is really good. I think, um, like it is mm-hmm. kind of like percentage points of like, okay, you spend this, you, you can pick up goop brain goop and then you shoot that game, brain goop right into your noggin. And that gives you like, <laughs> that makes you shoot a gun faster or gives your gun more ammo for some reason, or makes you be able to carry more stuff. Um, but like every upgrade feels meaningful and, um, and you can, you know, you have enough room to experiment, but not too much that you can do everything. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought that that process is really satisfying. It's also clearly meant to be played multiple times in the sense that, like, you cannot get enough to upgrade everything on the first go round. So, yeah, I just thought that stuff was like really satisfying. And it also like incentivizes you to look around the world and be very conscious. Um, And I also like felt myself getting better at that over time, although maybe part of that was that it gets it does narrow in terms of like not scope but like it's a little more linear it's never not linear right but um there's a little less exploration the further you go on yeah um yeah are there any like levels or particular moments that you want to shout out i mean you did shout out the village i despite ruvek showing up and like one koing you in this section, um, which is annoying, I really like the house. Um, yep, I love. Yeah, I love the the house. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's also cool that like when you if you kind of miss an item and have to go back, then like the rooms will be a little bit different. Like there'll be traps there that weren't there before. Um, it's basically mm-hmm. like the set piece where it, it, it's it's a Resident Evil one, like the opening of Resident Evil one homage, basically. You know, like yeah. double staircase, um, multiple floors, right? And there's just sort of, yeah, that has such a nice rhythm to it. And also, like, has, like, I love the part where you, you're walking down the hallway and all of a sudden the house, like, tilts and there's just these big double doors that open onto, like, these um, fucking cylinders with spikes and they're just churning, right? Like, this this engine of death and you have to, like, shoot a gear mm-hmm. so it won't, like, that stuff where it's, like, just... You know, you're just playing the game and then it's like, actually, the floor is diagonal and you have to, you know, like do a quick thing. And it's not especially complicated, but that that sensation of like always being able to be surprised, like that flexibility is so strong. Um, Yeah. I also think one of the things about the game that's like legitimately eerie is that um, at once, like it's a dream Right. You're inside Ruvik's mind palace and he can just do whatever. Right. But apparently he can't just kill you outright, you know? Yeah. And he can't like there's something that prevents him from doing that. That's, you know, never explained or anything. Maybe it's that, you know, you're also constructing the dream world in some way or I don't know. Um, And so there's this combination of like this material realism where it's like you have to pick up ammo and you have to like get things right with this like. um dreamy horror world right that i think is really like it's just i mean it's just video gamey and like unabashedly video gamey and then gains this sort of strange 
quality from that um that i think i mean i was talking earlier it's like yeah this is just super campy and it's like really fun horror and i think that's the one element of the game that i think legitimately has some like has some that is kind of scary to me i guess in a way beyond like like i am having fun on halloween and watching a a, fu- a funny movie you know yeah <clears throat> sorry i kind of yeah, went off there did you have anything else to add there no um yeah i'm i mainly just i think anything before chapter 10 is like yeah top tier video game mm-hmm. shit um even like you get leslie who like is is this like woman who is very like it is very like the ring um and she is a character that like kills you in one hit but i didn't mind it in like the earlier levels just because yeah. I, I felt like the game gives you a lot of room to experiment and like figure out how to have her not kill you um and then by the end of it and chapter 10 specifically it's like yeah you barely have any room to mess around you basically just have to be perfect with your execution or else you know, you're yeah. dead. That then, boss fight at the end yeah. of chapter 10 is super annoying too with the big, big, one of many like big I body horror monstrosities. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no, there's no <laughs> way they, those, these are the same chapter. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I do think that, um, I mean, I think part of it with like, there's a couple sections, partially because it's so long, it like does a couple things twice, right? Yeah. In a way that it is like, yeah, this is just less fun the second time around. Um, sorry. Yeah. The thing I'm thinking about here is just like, there's this weird thing. I'm sorry that I, well, no, it's fine. I'm just going meta game criticism shit a little bit here. There's this thing where like, um, there's a common thing in games criticism where you'll like read a review and you'll be like, man, they didn't like this very much. And then it's like a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Right. And it's like, what. What's going on? Like, why? Why does this negative stuff that they're bringing up, like, not weigh it down? And I felt this way, like, especially like with God of War. And I haven't I haven't played God of War 2018, but just like the way people talked about, like, oh, the trolls are so annoying and you do the same fight like so many times. And that's like excruciating. Right. And like um, stuff like that. I think it's just interesting that like. This is a game, I mean, that was, to be fair, like, pretty well-received, generally speaking, um, but did have, like, comparatively mixed reviews, I think. I think it's just interesting to see, like, what games get that treatment versus, like, endless praise, and I don't really know why that is beyond, like, God of War is a bigger game made by a bigger studio, you know, it was like, also it yeah. was also the era of like, wow, Japan is just really behind. Oh, you know? yeah, it is like, well, I mean, that's sort of because a lot of the reviews I read were like, oh, this has like outdated design stuff, which I just do not think is true. Like there's some poorly executed stuff <laughs> here, but like, I don't think there's anything in here that I'm not happy to see in a video game, like generally speaking. Right. Right. Um, you know, like. Uh, and I think also a lot of the pro- like the, a lot of the problems with the back third for me are like, 
like there's there's a fucking turret sequence basically <laughs> you know and yeah. that shit and it's like yeah i just do not you know i don't give i don't care about this like i don't i and like especially since like i'm not saying that like i don't know the evil within does not have like haunting or like particularly like beautiful sections but it has like it's super inventive visually it has like a lot yeah. of like weird stuff going on and sometimes it's like i glaring. love i love the way this game looks yeah and so like and then hitting that section where you're just okay you're in new york and it's like inception <laughs> you know because like all the walls are i hate around and the stuff. way that part of the game yes, looks yeah so it like looks so and it you, looks like shit yeah <laughs> and to me it's like that feels like oh like they played some Call of Duty and <laughs> that fucked everything up, you know? Uh, it Yeah, it has a weird effect because I I genuinely really love the first two thirds of the game. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. because the game is so long and the back third is such a slog and you're, tr you're in Last of Us, like yeah. PS3 world, mm -hmm. it is just like I... I was I'm I'm just like why did I like this game again you know yeah mm -hmm. and so and so yeah and so that's why I'm I feel I felt so dejected when we first started talking about it because I was just like man ah the fucking the game where you go into like this boring city and you like yeah have to you shoot bodies and 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 a fish comes and kills oh, the yeah, body God. and you have to sneak past it like ah but. I don't know. It just it is just it is such a yeah. Um, and that's the yeah, thing is like because I because I I messaged you and I think I even posted in the Discord was just like why did this game get like any negative reviews? Like this is so it's so good. Um, and so like now I'm at the other end of it. I'm a bit more like yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I do get it, and if I do. If you're think reviewing this on a deadline, you oh, fucking yeah. hate this game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Well, I I felt that just like I was actually like pretty well paced, but you know, I finished it last night, right? Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I was like a little bit feeling that. Um, but yeah, but it's just, and I also think it's a game that like rewards being careful. It rewards taking things slowly, right? Um, it rewards like observational things, which are all things that are like difficult to do when you were playing a game quickly, right on a deadline. So it's like, yeah. But it also has it ends with like multiple combat arenas and mm -hmm. one of them has like an insta kill enemy. The, the the one guy that like has the, the arms and then it grabs you. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then it and then you have to go through uh a fucking ninja warrior stage where like if you <laughs> yeah. hit if you hit the one of the strings you just like get impaled immediately um and yeah so you have to and then and you have to start that whole section over so there was like that last like section where you have to sneak past like the strings oh yeah i just i couldn't figure out where i was getting where I was hitting it, basically. No, I only died, um, like, two or three times in that section, but it is, like, it's hyper-annoying, you know? Yeah. Um, and and then the game has the nerve to end <laughs> with a scripted uh, action sequence where you're just shooting from a turret. Yeah. And then you shoot some rocket launchers, and then it's over. Yeah, which I, I was, like, because I, I, ugh, yeah, like, not to... But, like, I just had, like, a rough time with the last part of this game because I spent, like, an hour on the first combat arena that was just, like, 
so brutal. And eventually, it like, sucks. So it really bullshit. sucks. It's super hard. And it feels like it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's at the end of the game. But I did. And in fairness, I did get the like I was making progress. Like, I don't think I was ever like tilted. It was just hard. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. like but by the end, I did kind of have like a, a pretty good system of how to like there's like those three big guys that drop. And so I would like shoot them all with a shotgun and that would knock them all down so I could light them on fire with the matches. And then that was like half the the second wave done with. Right. Mm hmm. I feel like there it still had this thing right where I was like figuring out all the little ways I could been like manipulate all the tools I had. But it was just like so stretched thin that like yeah. it's yeah, it's just like I don't know. I It's weird to say but it's just too hard and it's not um, the rewarding stuff isn't rewarding enough to like compensate for it being just like so brutal. Um, so I was like it, very it relieved. And it sucks yeah. because like you're in this like r- weird, cool psychonauts brain room <laughs> yes yeah and, and you're like i want to just eyes. look at this yeah, yeah. and i just want to look at this and then you have to do the most monotonous yeah uh, gameplay stuff in it i really wish because yeah i think the house sequence because that's where you get the like the house setting on fire and then like all the things in the house changing and like the weird ghosts and stuff like i love the haunted house kind of feel of this and it's kind of a bummer yeah. that that's just not in the last part of the game like at all right it's so yeah. strong and it feels like I thought we were going to get that when you hit the asylum because that's such a big location for the game. It's where it starts and, you know, where it ends. And it feels like this big, significant thing. Yeah. And it just doesn't really do anything there. And I yeah. thought that was disappointing. Um, yeah. And it's so man. And it's such a bummer because, like, it is so confident in what it's doing yeah. as well. Like, yeah, this is like this is a team that, like, has done this and it shows Mm-hmm. And then just to get to that end part is just like, man. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> it also really like, just like, you know, well, just to say, I think it's like weird that because um, I, I feel like to some degree it not being Resident Evil 4 was kind of held against this game. Um, and I think that that's really sad because I just think it's so and like, again, I haven't played RE4 and it's probably better than this, I, I assume, just by reputation. Um, but like the way this is just so expertly done um through like so much of it and that's kind of because like it's a game you make after you make something like resident evil 4 you know it's underappreciated right it's like everybody talks about i don't this is dumb this is stupid what i'm about to say but it's like everyone talks about the godfather but like less people talk about bram stoker's dracula it's that sort of thing where it's like yeah like this is like quote unquote a lesser film (laughs) <laughs> or whatever right but not really it's still fucking great you know uh-huh. um but yeah it does like i that's all to say that like it does still yeah that last section is just rough um i was relieved though that it did end it like that sequence just because i was like if this is a <laughs> grueling boss battle where i have to manage resources and it's like that again like i don't know what i'm gonna yeah. do <laughs> right so i was yeah. glad that that's just not really an element anymore yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about. Oh, we should talk about the hub, which I think is one of the coolest things yep. in the game. Um, uh, do you do you like Claire Lelou? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> have I got a game for you? you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think it's I I really like though that um like hearing the music from you know when you like it's I don't know again this is actually another thing I said like oh the video game quality of this is so eerie actually the this the hub is also eerie because it's like it's like the um entryway into the asylum or something like that so there's like a little waiting room and then a bunch of like doors where cells are and then like an office it's actually just kind of this weird fucked up space because it's like partially the police office and partially the asylum right Um, it is literally control stole this yeah they did a thousand percent yes it is just the room control yeah Mm -hmm. it's good though (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's good it's like it's like when the end of czar does does the end of lady from shanghai and you just shout <laughs> she just shout and cheer because it's good um yeah there's like a nurse yeah and like i think the nurse is supposed to be like the babysitter oh that's yeah i think um that's because yeah there's cause some there, ambiguity about her identity yeah but that would make sense to me um, cause, um, cause, yeah, cause there's like a, you get like a post like towards the end of the game that like lists her as missing and like in a fire or something like that. But, um, yeah. And, and she just says like crypting things to you and is like antagonistic. Um, yeah. while you're in this like creepy area, you can like go behind the counter and like, there's like a morgue and like, you can use keys that you found to unlock like items and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you also sit in the, the brain chair and, and pump the green juice <laughs> into your brain. To yeah. Upgrade your abilities. Um, mm-hmm. And then you also get like, um, not quite exposition, but like character interactions through like the jail cells. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's one guy that talks about Rubik to you throughout the game um and then and then the the space kind of crumbles around as you get like closer to rubik it kind of just like crumbles around you um or or things will change like there's like a there's a picture that jump scares you um Mm -hmm. yeah and just like fun stuff like that um yeah and also sometimes you'll get like sent there in like after a cutscene or like at the beginning of a chapter or like you know, because sometimes you, you can enter through it through the mirror, as we talked about earlier. Right. And you'll like hear Claire de Lune playing. And that's how you know there's a mirror nearby that you can go into. And there's like a door that has the symbol of the asylum on it and stuff. Um, but sometimes you also just go there. And I think that that sensation, it's it's a little bit like um, Silent Hill 4, just in that it's a, the, the apartment is like a safe place that also feels threatening. Right. And is scary and like changes. And, you know, so I think that like that dichotomy, there's also one cool part where you like you're in the you're in the hub and then the end, which has the mirror in it, the end where the cells are like pushes back and there's like more shit there. And you like go down Mm -hmm. a different hallway and then, you know, that never shows up again. It like closes up. Right. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, that's yeah. It's just really, it's just very good. Yeah. Um. 
Or you could pick up newspapers. I don't know. It doesn't really... But yeah, it's just good. I think that, like, yeah, again, like, it's so... Um, it's just so well-crafted, and I think that stuff is really indicative. And it's so inventive with how it plays around with the, the space, too. Like, I'm, I don't think every time you, like, get transported there lands, but some of them really do. And I also love the way that when you go into the... Even when you go into the mirror, it's like you're at a different spot in the, in the space every time. Right. It's like sometimes you wake up in the cell, like most times you wake up in the cell, but sometimes you're like somewhere else or whatever. And like that, that feeling of like, even though this is a space where there aren't enemies, it's still like unsafe and unnerving. Right. Is very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the chapter titles? Uh, they're fine. I didn't remember any of them, but I do like that they show up. Yeah, uh, I, it's like, I think it's it's fun and silly. I like that the last one is Unevil Within, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to... Yeah, I don't I've, know if I have anything else. I think I think we covered it. It's yeah, I just it's just good. It's just really good. I think if you're like yeah. a fan of this kind of game, uh, you could maybe quit when chapter 10 rolls around uh, or whatever. <laughs> but I think you should play this um, like it's just so it's such a treat and it's so like exquisitely crafted. Um, yeah, it's very good. Would would highly recommend. Um. Yeah, I feel like most people would say to just play two. Um, mm -hmm. Two's a very different game than this. Yeah, way less linear. I'm really curious um, about how that will land because so much of what I liked about this is sort of that it's very roller coastery and you know, which isn't to say like it could be something different. Um, I think it's just interesting that it gets talked about in that way. Like just play two. It's like this has so much stuff that's really cool and that maybe is not yeah. in that. You know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But yeah, we'll play oh, it for the show. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Letterboxing. Oh, yes. So I did play Thoughts. it. I I played it with letterboxing the whole time. Okay. I did the I did the thing. I knew that you did not, and so I felt like it was my duty. <laughs> and actually I did just get used to it. Right. At a certain point okay. I stopped thinking about it. It did like the first three chapters, I was like, this looks so weird to me. And I can't, yeah. you know, um, I also do think the, the frame of view, um, is a little bit wider in the letterboxd, mm. right? And so that was part of mm. it. I did switch it at one point and then I was like, oh, like it's closer to him and I can't see as much from the side to side. And so I'm gonna, mm. I wonder if it's like built a little bit around having that like peripheral vision. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't like it. I just <laughs> I I I like I don't know. It felt like I had a better sense of what was around me with it off. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I I don't think it I don't it's not essential by any stretch of the imagination and I think No, and all of the know. like actual cut scenes are, uh, just it switches back to letterbox. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I don't think it matters that much. No, I don't. And I think if it if it did really matter, they wouldn't give you the option to toggle it. 
Maybe that was like a patch or something after people complained. It or was something. a patch, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, you just you play the game however you feel good about playing the game, and don't worry about it too much. You know, um, generally speaking, I'm not like you know this, Rose. I'm not like lecturing to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was playing it on. I was I was playing the Xbox One version and. Mm-hmm. I think there's like less less texture detail if you turn it off, but like I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, this like doesn't you know. matter that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I I I don't know. It didn't. It, eventually, it did not bug me. It really start. It was really strange at first, and also because in theory, I'm like, like I would love people to be more inventive with like the video game camera. It's such a weird thing, and it feels like we're really stuck in like a couple modes of using it. You know. Um, then I wish we would do more th- weird things with it. And so I'm like for there being like, oh, we're using a different aspect ratio. Like, that's interesting. But mm-hmm. it didn't really I don't think it really like felt like a really startling visual choice or anything like that. It's just like, right. Just whatever. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you about some of the DLC for this video. Game. OK, please tell me about it. There's three DLC. Um, mm-hmm. The first two DLC is... Uh, let me get the names up. Uh, the Assignment and the Consequence, which is the... It's basically just one long campaign. Those DLCs of Kidman. Um, you kind of get her side of things about how she's like a double agent and like a, a member of mobius it's called mobius by the way <laughs> um that's amazing and yeah she's just on a mission to like get leslie um didn't really play much of it um also didn't finish it or look up the ending of it because i didn't care <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, just seemed fair redundant um it just it repeats a lot of the stuff we already knew um and I didn't think the story was particularly interesting. Um, you do the the safe system is you sit on a couch and a cat sits on your lap. Oh yeah, good. I saw that. I think you posted that in the um, Discord or somebody did. So um, yeah, so that part's good. Um, but and it's it, I, I should say it's like mostly stealth driven. So oh, yeah, a lot of the stuff around. The stuff I didn't like were like insta kills you if you don't do the stealth right. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel particularly and compelled to I also, continue doing that. Not to be not to be galaxy brain here, but like, don't don't make a DLC where you play as the girl and then she can't fight anyone the way the man can. <laughs> don't do that yeah. shit. You you eventually do get weapons and stuff, but yeah, right. it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 not great. Um. Okay. So the third DLC. Okay. Let me see if I can pull up. Um. A a wiki page on this. Hold on. Sorry. Give me a second. Yeah, I just don't. Sorry. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and it's like, the game will definitely scratch the itch of someone who's been pining for a return to the older days of gaming, 
But everyone else who has come to expect that certain layer of polish likely won't be amused. I don't understand how this game is unpolished. Like, legitimately. It's like the it's, fuck, yeah. It's hard. It like, it's frustrating sometimes. It's not unpolished. Like, it's very sharply toned. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, I just do not understand. This is the shitty Japan bias. I, yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, this is 2014. Like, this is, like, yeah. the era. Yeah. All right. So, the last DLC is called The Executioner. It takes place after the events of The Evil Within. And you play as the safe guy. Oh, shit. You're what? the monster. Okay, and- <laughs> cool. All right, I'm into it. And Bioshock 2. The story. Let's go. The, the story literally the story premise is uh you have a daughter that no! you're trying to get out of this <laughs> you're trying to get out of the stem system and you have to kill a bunch of other monsters um to sort of rid their influence oh of God. of her and then uh and then free her from stem uh and then like the big ending literally is you have to kill yourself. No, <laughs> you have to sure. fight another box monster that is like a representation of yourself. Um, wow. And, and that's and and then the last cutscene is like your daughter, like at the laboratory, kind of looking at admiring at, at your dead body because she knows that you saved her or whatever. It's very low budget. It's not voiced. Um, oh, that's the sick. The, the, the 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 um one there's like one like Joseph so you fight Joseph at some point in this thing, um and he says some lines in Japanese so they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even get like the English bo on this they <laughs> just uh, says some That's shit nice. in Japanese and then he fights you, um it is first person what uh and so it it is like first person melee combat oh my god um, you you start you you start off with a hammer you unlock like the chainsaw um you get like a blade at some point as well uh and it, the upgrade system is like you get coins from killing enemies um and there's like combat rooms you can do on the side as well so you can like level up um, and get stronger. Um, and you can also like upgrade like your movement speed, uh, just how much damage you're able to take uh, and stuff like that. And and also just like the amount of damage that weapons do. Uh, it's short. It It's like an hour long. Uh, it all takes place. It mostly all takes place inside of the mansion. So you're going into like different rooms of the mansion. Um, and there's like these little portals in the mansion that like lead to combat zones where you're fighting the bosses wow um that's i think it's really cool when like a sub team on a big triple a project just makes their own video game inside the video game like if if yeah (laughs) you've played assassin's creed revelations right uh which one is that that's uh the istanbul one um and you can it's like the third Ezio game he's older um right uh anyway i i i'm not like endorsing this game but there's like a part of it where you get the like um fucking miles whatever that guy's name is i don't remember the main character in those early assassin's creed games name 
but his like walking simulator sad boy game <laughs> and it's pretty yeah. incredible that that was like and it got dlc too that's just like that like two of them <laughs> and that's amazing to yeah. me like shout outs to whoever did that that's sick make your weird art game inside this triple a monstrosity right um I yeah. think game development has changed in a way that maybe that is just not as possible as it used to be, right? Um, but that's very cool. Um, it also has a new game plus, so you can just like replay it, like upgrade all of your stuff. Mm. Uh, and then the second playthrough, you unlock uh, the Sebastian fight. So like, oh, cool. you do your new game plus, and like after you fight Joseph, uh secret portal opens and you can fight sebastian that's sick i um, this is like the it's like an ova like it's an ova i mean it's like just OVA, like yeah. weird side story yeah that's so cool yeah it's really uh, cool also it's very funny that it is literally bioshock 2 i like said that it literally it's is it's just bioshock 2 um which i i should play it because i i fucking replayed bioshock 1 and infinite like last year so i should play a game that people think is good or people I trust think is good, <laughs> I should say. Um, yeah. Anyway. No. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like when there's a small short DLC and it's like wholly unique um, to the game. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Wow. That's sick. it felt I it felt better. Well, I haven't played a lot of Ghostwire Tokyo, but it def, definitely felt better to play than that. Yeah, I'm curious about I, I have like a couple friends who were like pretty into Ghostwire, which was like interesting. I'm curious to give it another. Yeah, game. I'd like to as well. Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to play Evil Within 2 on the show um, at some yeah. point. So that might be, you know, it might be a little bit, um, but we're going to do it um you know yeah sick um but yeah i think it's so sick it's just good despite despite everything yeah it's just pretty good Mm -hmm. um oh yeah do we have do we have questions oh sorry no go ahead one thing i forgot to mention about the dlc so like you know how your head is a safe yes (laughs) i do Um, (laughs) so they have like so there's a save room. You don't go inside the mirror. Instead, the mirror just gives you like the menu prompt to save. Okay, yeah. And then where you buy your upgrades is literally the safe on the wall and it just has like like the flesh inside and you put your arm into the flesh and then it pops up the shot menu. That's sick. And then you buy your shit and then you take your arm out of the flesh and close the <laughs> yeah. safe. That's also it's just so one of the. Sick. Oh, God. It's also. Sorry. I'm just thinking about the chef fight that's in like chapter eight or whatever, like midway through the yeah. game. And because yeah. um, he. Yeah. The, for context, like he just has like there's just a bunch of like goop and head and flesh and whatever inside the safe. Yeah. Um, and so it's always like creepy when you like kill one of them because he like respawns a bunch of times, right? You kill one of yeah. them and then like it just explodes. Um, but I love the part yeah. where you run to the next room and then you like walk and like turn a crank and then he like shows up on the other side and just tears his own head off so he can respawn in the room that you're in. Yep. 
That's so yes. good. Uh, uh, you do that. You do that here too to like teleport around. Oh, that's so sick. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. good. That's good as hell. Thank, yeah, I'm Yo. glad. I'm really glad I didn't have any information about that. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. telling me. That's very. I, I have this like warm feeling in my heart now. I'm just like, wow, video games. <laughs> so beautiful. I know. It's so good. amazing. Yeah, that's sick. What a good. Yeah. Uh, what a good game. Good um, game. All right. Do we have any questions? We do. Uh, I'll read this one from Emrys. Um. Let's see. Uh, there is a question about what game do you constantly mistake for a different game? Um, so, for example, Evil Within and Enemy Within, two different mm. games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying um, to think. I... I don't know. I feel like I have had this for sure. Yeah. But I don't know that I remember what um when this has happened to me. Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds. Yeah. I, guess. I never had trouble telling those games apart. It was just literally the tripping over the name. Right. Yeah. Um because they're very different, like, except that they're both in space, you know, like tonally and what they are and everything. It's not really very similar. It's like it's like GameSpot and GameStop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever think about those video games? You, you know, those like movies that are like fake Ratatouille made for like a hundred dollars? Um. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, so like people will make uh, movies that are like Disney movies with the serial numbers filed off. And, right. you know, and so like that it's like someone's at the idea is like someone's at the store and they'll be like, oh, or like this is enough like this thing my kid likes. I'm going to buy it. Right. Uh, people do that with games too. Like I was reading up about this like shovelware studio who made games for the PlayStation, PlayStation Two, and Wii, and they had a franchise called The Lion and the King that had <laughs> had three Fuck games. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that shit is very funny to me. Um. But yeah, I, I'm trying to. They have like a giant bomb page, and so I was just like scrolling. So they have they have like a Peter Pan and a Snow White game, and like stuff where it's like the character designs aren't exactly like the Disney ones, but they're so close that like if mm-hmm. you were not very disturbing, you maybe would think, oh, this is a Snow White game that you know my kid can play. The the funny thing is, was this like the the Snow White game was like Snow White and the Seven Clever Gentlemen or something like that. <laughs> It's like you can't you can't say I don't know. Little guys. Snow White and some little guys. Um I can't think of anything here. I'm sorry. I I wish I could answer this question. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm like um uh I'll I'll um there's another question and it's what do you think are the best and worst 
plot twists in video games. Ooh, best and worst. This is a good question. Um, I don't know if this counts as a plot twist. I don't like the part in Halo Reach when you find out that you're delivering Cortana to the autumn. I think that sucks. <laughs> stupid yeah uh i like the part of that game when the first half when it's like oh this is totally meaningless and i'm going to die and nothing will matter and then the game is like actually it's gonna you're gonna die like a noble good death and i'm like oh okay i'm bored now (laughs) uh no thank you um i don't know if that that is a it's not really a twist but that was the first thing that popped into my head um Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. As for, like, good twists, I, I I do think, like, oh, you know what the worst twist in video game is? I'm sorry to bring up this game on the podcast, but the worst twist in video games to me is the end of um, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice. Uh, it was all in her mind the whole time, Rose. It was just all yeah. in her head, and she just had to heal, you know? Fuck that. Fuck that. So I hate it so much. That is my least favorite twist in video games easily. It sucks ass. Do you ever think they're going to put out that second one? I don't know. I hope not. (laughs) They better (laughs) not. They're coming out. (laughs) Uh, Remember when when that company made uh, Dante have a threesome at the beginning of his video game so people wouldn't think he was gay? I try not to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt, you can't, I don't know, you can't make a power bottom like that and, and be ashamed of yourselves, you know? It's fucked up. Terrible. Um, I was going to say, like, I don't mind, like, kind of player identity twists, um, like Bioshock or KOTOR, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was also debating whether this is a twist or not, but I do think like a really effective reveal is the videotape in Silent Hill 2. It's good. Yeah. Like, I just think that that whole sequence is perfect, basically. Um, You know, so and I don't know because it doesn't it doesn't really feel like it feels more like you find out what happened more than like, oh, you know this is like different than what i expected right um mm-hmm. but i think that's such a like well-developed little thing how about for you do you have a uh, do you have thoughts here i think the worst twist in games is uh near near automata just because it is a game about how uh you're clearly just fighting the same shit as you are. Yeah. And it takes 40 hours for the <laughs> characters to learn yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Yeah. And it's stupid. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, that clarifies things for me. I was going to like elaborate on a further spoiler and like a, another twist in the game, but I won't. Um, Because you clarified it for me. 
how about best? What do you think is good out there? I don't know. Oh, you know I don't what? Like, oh, sorry. I don't, Go ahead. Typically tend to not like uh, games that rely on one twist. Yeah, I think it's like I, I was going to say, I think the like the cloud identity stuff in Final Fantasy seven is so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. No, I take back my worst. I take back my worst. Oh, shit. Okay. 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I yeah. forgot. No, that that's game fair. Existed. <laughs> it's really easy to forget that that happened. Can you believe Willem Dafoe is in that shit? There's an alternate universe where 12 minutes made me stop playing video games. Yeah. For real. Yeah. If if Psychonauts two didn't come out like the week <laughs> after, yeah, different person. Mm-hmm. That game sucks. Oh wow! What can you do? God. What can man do against such reckless hate? Tbh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna say I think uh, the cloud identity yeah. stuff in seven is is really good. Like I love that there's like three fun- layers to yeah, it. It's great. Yeah, I think that stuff is so cool, and it's like it's kind of under talked about. Um, so, very cool. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have much else. Yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy generally has some good ones. I was also thinking about, like, because I don't really think there's any twists in Final Fantasy X. But, like, the way that everything sort of gets revealed is so artful. That game's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, you know, sorry, can I go off on this for a second? Because... Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this will reach the ears of some of these people there are people out there who do not like ff10 and i don't understand you and and people who like are weird about the laughing scene i don't understand you at all you don't deserve good video games imo just to be <laughs> frank i mean like i get like that it's like corny and it's like cringe but like that scene is doing something very specific emotionally and it's not just goofy and it's not just like weird folk, like weird localization. And that might be part of it. Right. But it's like it just is so obviously doing something. It's not even subtext. And it's like weird that that is like the ultimate moment of cringe video games. Right. Um, rough. I think we've established on this podcast episode that people do not people are not normal about japanese video games yes we really have like that's weirdly been <laughs> a sub theme through this because i also think you know i don't this is not like a more profound like last of us is not more profound than the evil within you know like they're both just like genre fiction in this very particular like that. formulaic way that's so I so I don't, I mean this is like I'm bringing up like an arbitrary comparison, right? Um, yeah. But it is like I think there is. I I guess I don't really know. I don't know how much of like the reverence around The Last of Us is like purely a creation of marketing, right? That that is like something yeah. that Sony wants you to believe about the game, so you will buy products, right? Versus how much that is something that is actually like felt in people it is probably both to some degree right um and you know the fact that the tv show was like really successful and that like people i know who like aren't interested in video games were like watching it and talking about it like does say something 
right about like the way that story interfaces with people i just don't i think it's really boring frankly um i've said this before but i think it is very funny that you could read the road and blood meridian and have like multiple great video game stories completely covered like just Mm -hmm. in the dust as well like the road is like i don't even necessarily like the road it's a way more interesting thing than last of us is right Mm um and i don't think that's just like a book so better than video games thing i think that is like a failure of the last of us to be interesting yeah anyway thanks for letting me go off about random discourse bullshit (laughs) that is not relevant anymore um but yeah, there's just like sort of and like I think this is something that generally we try and like be conscious of. There's sort of like some gamer common wisdom things that are very like I think just incorrect. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we have one more question from Moss. Uh, the Evil Within is one of my favorite horror games. But when thinking about it uh, and replaying it, I think about replaying it. I dread uh, doing the South sections again or try not to get uh one hit kill by the bosses are there any horror games that you replay once in a while or are there any horror games that you want to replay but uh after remembering that one part you decide against it hmm that's a really good question um i feel like i have not played horror games that much over again i think like Mm -hmm. silent hill 2 and 3 and maybe one as well will become some of those games for me. I would also really like to play Signalis mm-hmm. again. Oh, also just like quick shout out to Signalis. I think this is my favorite game like to play since then. Um, mm-hmm. Like both of these are just very expertly. Both of those are just really expertly crafted games of this type. And it's just nice. It's nice to play a game that just is good and feels good. <laughs> and, yeah. and you shoot the gun and it's good. Right. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I don't think I have, I don't replay games, like generally speaking, all that much. Um, so, um, but I think like, I think, yeah, if there were games that would enter into that repertoire, like I think like Signalis and Silent Hills would be among them. Yeah, Silent Hill is definitely one I go back to. Um, yeah, I think I definitely, yeah, though, yeah. like would hesitate before playing four just because yes. it's kind of annoying right even would, though i think the game would, is good well i would probably what i would probably do is like download a new game plus save or something yeah sure mm-hmm. and do that yeah um because fuck dude yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yep if i just had a gun if <laughs> if if she just had a gun you know yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm possibilities are endless from that point yeah yeah no no more no more red soup for you (laughs) yeah true um Um, yeah weirdly i think the horror game i played the most times is probably bioshock which like sucks to say but it's just true (laughs) i think also you know maybe not um, a horror game depending on who you ask but it qualifies to me to me to me uh i always tell myself that i'm gonna finish resident evil one and then Mm. i get halfway through and then realize i don't want to finish resident evil one yeah (laughs) i think 
I think similarly, that's a game that shows its best hand early on. Um, yep. I really, I, I really would like to play two and three, because um, I've never played them. And four, I would really like to. I really should just get to them. I guess maybe, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do Resident Evil on the show at some point. The thing is, it just feels so fundamental to the genre. I know we covered mm-hmm. Silent Hill, but like, in terms of like how these games play, like Resident Evil is just so monumental that it feels mm-hmm. almost like pat to cover them. And I think that's why we haven't really talked about it before. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also we like, don't want to play five or six again, you know, just to, you know, my, we'll definitely won't do that. Um, God, I'm fucking, I'm so psyched for Alan Wick too. Sorry, not to, Me not too. to go off, but I'm, I'm pumped. Ah. Yeah, I I played a little bit of the Alan Wake DLC for Control. Mm-hmm. Um, what I ended up doing was just downloading the Xbox One version of the game that had my completed save on it. And oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just l- pick the DLC from that. Yeah. Um, there's a cutscene with uh, Alan Wake and uh, the other guy. Who's the other guy? Mister Scratch. Not Mr. Scratch, the astronaut guy. Oh, um, oh, God, I like went out of my brain as soon as you said <laughs> Thomas Zane. Yes, there's a cutscene where they're talking and because and this is post this is the post Twin Peaks season three world. Um, mm-hmm. And so like they're in like this like, you know, this place out of time and it does the like kind of like scrubbing thing that the purple room in season three does. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where like animations will like repeat or just like go back and forth and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's fucking, I mean, it's clearly, I also love Twin Peaks season three. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and it clearly is just, they like that stuff, but no other game is doing this. I so, know. Like so, weirdly. This is what we got. Yeah, well, there's that there's that Twin Peaks fan game, like PS One style fan game. That looks yeah, really cool. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That game looks cool. But yeah, no, I, I'm excited to get to it. I also don't know if I would sit. So I started Quantum Break. Um, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I have to play Max Payne. Oh, you never play Max Payne? To do. Oh, no. you are in for a treat, my friend. Those games are sick. <laughs> I have an Xbox copy. Oh, weird. Okay. But, I feel like console. Yeah. I played them on PC, which I think kind of, I don't know. I'd be curious to hear what you think. I tried playing two on PS2 and like did not. I was like, I'm just going to use a keyboard and mouse. Thank you. Um, mm. But yeah, no, Max Payne is just good. I think you will like those a lot. Um, there's also kind of a like, you know, the way that like Alan Wake is kind of like super square, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like even though there's some stuff with his wife that's supposed to be like sexy, it's just is like so it's like next generation <laughs> kind of sex, right? Um, Max Payne has like yeah. a griminess to it that like I think a lot of games don't like. There's sort of a it feels a little dirty, and I don't mean that in like mm. that sounds like really weird to say, but it has it's just kind of grimy in a way that I think games are really struggle to kind of manage. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I just think it's really cool. And it's it's unique even in sort of the Remedy catalog in terms of like how it feels. Um, mm. Yeah. And you'll enjoy the the Twin Peaks stuff in 
too as well because there's Ooh. because yeah and you know in alan wake there's the show that's like oh it's the twilight zone in yeah in max Payne 2 there's a show that is oh it's twin peaks um so damn i'll play that shit yeah it's good also i think it i think some of that stuff is going to show up in alan wake 2 if i anyway because there's like an evil new york city in in that show and i think that's going to be anyway so we'll see um also i was going to say about about quantum break there are like um there is some alan wake stuff i think i'll get a little bit further into it and maybe i can like tell you like here is the youtube video you should watch that just has like all the alan wake shit in it um and i also don't know Mm -hmm. if it's like relevant or if it gets retconned but it might just be interesting to have like in the background going into that episode um yeah so i'll keep you posted also weird Mm. fucking game (laughs) 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 yeah uh lesson rest in peace lance reddick rest he's good i mean he's like so typecast (laughs) but he's still good yeah he never didn't give it his all and i think that's so good and admirable shout outs to you um yeah all right i think that's it next time yeah uh so um (laughs) this is probably the most indulgent (laughs) i think yeah that we're gonna do um so if you're subscribed to our patreon um uh at the same time as you're listening to this there is an episode on the first half of the anime serial experiments lane we watched the first six episodes of that Mm -hmm. um and then next month we'll do the second half um, on Patreon, and then hopefully by then the strike will be over and we get to talk about movies again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it. That's what it looks like. Yeah. As of this recording. Um, but anyway, uh, next month for Game Club, we will be talking about the Serial Experiments Lane PS One game, um, which is a game that was made alongside the show. Um, there are no, uh, like direct ROM translations of this game, but if you go to lanegame.net, there is, uh, I forget what engine it's in, but it's a web, web-based version of the game that is almost fully translated. Um, and it will, it, it's. I played this game a couple years ago, and I loved it then, um, and I'm excited to cover it for this. Um, it is there's a there's a video by the YouTuber Hazel that is linked on this page for the game. <laughs> um, uh, she spoils the game at the end, but uh, she does have some pretty useful tips of uh, getting into the game because there's some weird obtuse game mechanics that if you just like eliminate up front you just enjoy just a visual novel basically uh or like a her story type game um but yeah uh also uh huge content warnings for this video game uh it's probably the most explicit uh uh uh, depictions of uh mental health stuff um and just general like self-harm stuff that is not handled in the most sensitive way but um 
just gonna put that up front because uh yeah it is very much about mental health and and in the context of your digging through lanes like diary entries and stuff like that yeah it's so kind of weirdly like be ahead, about that ahead of its time because like stuff like her story or you know or like um a lost phone or um yeah there's like there's a bunch of games of this kind that are just like you looking through an interface like figuring something out through looking through that interface um yeah it's fucking sick because the game is so fucking sick. Yeah, if I'm you really idle, excited. If you idle on the screen, it plays a random video after 30 seconds, and sometimes it's just gore. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm pumped. I'm really excited, and it's also interesting because you're 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 a lane spurt. You're a lane expert, and I someone yeah yeah, and I've like watched. I this is the first time I'm watching the show, um. So I think that'll be fun to like. Yeah, go into this stuff and like have both of those experiences um, rattling around in there. Yeah, late um, October, baby. Hell yes, yeah, so true, so true. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but I guess in the meantime, uh, you can find us uh, at SpookyGame.club is where you'll find all the links. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Find us on Discord. Join our community. Um, follow us on social media for however long that's going to be. Yeah. Existing. Mm-hmm. I'm Grace and, uh, Machine or yeah. Grace underscore Machine everywhere or Grace Dash Machine. Some variant thereof. You can figure it out. I'm co-hosted Blue Sky and whatever else. Tumblr. Yep. That's um, right. And you can find you can find me at Blue Rose four three zero. Uh, on everything as well do you have anything else to plug uh i guess i just put up a um a few days ago i put up this big bibliography of mormon studies books and related uh resources on my website um i put it together because i'm writing interested in writing fiction um kind of in that space and but also just thought it might be helpful for people to have and so if you're interested in reading about some weird freaks uh you can do that at grace of the machine.com uh i think that's it nice. in terms of stuff i have to plug i also wrote for paste magazine recently about uh Bosky three so you can go to pastemagazine.com and read that if you want All right. Well, until next time. Uh, watch out. Watch out for the evil within, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you know the thing about the evil within, too? Uh, No. I have in the foggiest. That there's a a character that says there's evil within, too? Oh, yes. I did know that. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen that. (laughs) It's pretty good, you know? Uh yeah, I'm 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 excited. Oh, sorry. The evil within in Japan is called Psycho Break. Guys, what, what are we doing? Why can't we have these cool titles? Oh, yeah. It's like how I think <laughs> like in um 2017 Prey was Psycho Shock. Like in, yeah. in that's fu- you got to call it that, man. That's sick as hell. Come on. Ah. Anyway,
anyway. On that note, <laughs> catch you later. Thank you all for listening. Using every last breath
escaping 